season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Welcome everyone tonight. You know you can change your future. You can determine your future based on the word of God and in prayer. You can actually change what comes uh, into your life, what happens to you through prayer. That's what Jesus told us. He said, pray this way. Because there is heaven's plan for your life and there is Satan's plan for your life. There is heaven's plan for your life and there is earth's plan for your life. The world of sin and that's going down. But God wants to lift you up. And God said to pray this way. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember what the angels said when they came uh, uh, to announce the birth of Jesus. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Good will towards man. So God's will for your life is good. If anything is happening in your life that is contrary to being good, that's not God's will. And that can be changed. If there is any plan against your life in your future, or what you are experiencing right now, you can change that through prayer. You can actually change that through prayer. And, and through believing the word of God. That's changing your world through prayer and the word of God. In other words, you find a scripture that addresses your situation and stay with it. Just like Daniel did. The word of God is given to us by God. This is God's word for your life. And you can take that word of God that the Bible says is living. And uh, John 6, 63 says, The words that I speak, they life, spirit, and life. So the spirit is there. The spirit is not just something you can't see. It's a living being that can transform anything on this earth. And so we need to believe God's word. As I was looking at this uh, study you know, for tonight, Something really struck me. Um, in Acts chapter 3, right after they received the Holy Spirit, he said, Peter and John they were going into the temple to pray. It was the hour of prayer. And they saw a crippled man. And he was looking at them. And they, to receive something, he was begging, a beggar, crippled, begging. And Peter says, we don't have money. <laughs> We're going to church. We don't have money. I don't know why they didn't have money, but they didn't have money. <laughs> they don't have that. We don't have that. But what we have, we'll give to you. What do you have? It, just like Pastor Wendy uh, mentioned tonight, you have the power to bring healing to anyone. That's what we have. We're Christians. We'll give you what we, you want money, but we got something better. We'll give you that. And so we must believe that. But they prayed for the man and the man was healed. And the people were amazed. Jesus was gone. Uh, who are these guys? Everybody was amazed. What happened here? And they said, wow, uh, these are holy men. Peter says, it's not by our power. But let me share this scripture with you in Acts chapter 3 verse 16. So important. He says, if you want to know how this man got healed, he says, his name. 
through faith in his name. His name through faith in his name. Has made this man strong. Made him well. Through faith in his name. Just faith in his name. Just believing in the power of his name. You can change anything. The man was weak. Couldn't work. But through faith in his name. Through faith in what God has spoken. And through prayer. uh, Peter said. That's why you see him strong. That's why he's healed. Nothing that we did is just through faith in his name. That's made him strong. He says, whom you see and know, you know this man. Every one of you, you know him, he's been sitting here. But through faith in his name, that's what made him strong. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can change. This is something happening in the natural. Week, one minute. The next man is standing strong through faith in his name. Bones weak. The next day strong. Yesterday, sometimes I, I, I go through the uh, computer just looking and listening to these days are wonderful days. <laughs> you can go back and look at what men of God had done in the past. And they had videos. This guy prayed with somebody. No kneecap. No kneecap at all. It's completely gone. They prayed a short prayer. I mean, this was on video. The guy says, let's check it. He took his uh, pants up, his, his uh, trousers up, and kneecap was right there. Brand new one. It's an amazing thing. It's a miracle. Faith in his name. No screaming. Nothing. Because Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever. No matter what's coming at you, you can change that. He says, through faith in his name and prayer. He said, yes, I don't want to, this is the truth. The faith which comes through him. The faith which comes through him. How? Through him? Through his word. Through his word, we have faith in his name. And he says, because of that, He's giving this man perfect soundness in the presence of you. Or you can see it. And we think, well, you know, I read something that says, in those days when God was young and strong, (laughs) he was able to do this. But now he's ancient of days. No, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says in the last days, we are more in the last days than they were. So we should be seeing those things today. Amen. So the question is, what's going on in my life? How am I going to see this mighty work? The mighty works not for us. We are already believers. For us, if we're sick, or if we have needs, but it's for them, so that they can see that there is a God, because they don't know. So they can see there is a God, and they can begin to believe. So they can have eternal life. We can change our world. That's why the Bible says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn away from those things that are distracting them from God, I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal the land. Not heal the earth, people. Heal people. In other words, 
take away their problems, their pains, and everything that's coming against their life. God said, I will do that. So it's usually through faith in His name. So tonight I want to continue sharing with us the power that's behind our prayer to change things in both your life, your family life, your church, and everyone, everything around you. We have that power He's been given to us. All we need to do is find that scripture and refuse to doubt. You know, when you're trying to believe God, I found that probably through experience. A lot of things seem to be going, will seem to be going the other direction and to make you want to doubt. And that's why we must stay in faith and refuse to let. Even though we see it in, in, with natural eyes, we can actually see things going the other way. But if it's against God's word, I know I'm going the other way. Because God has already spoken it to us. So the book of Ephesians chapter 1, going back to where we started, uh, stopped the last time, it says Paul was praying for the church that God will open our eyes to give us the spirit of wisdom, Ephesians chapter 1, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that, we, that you may know the main problem, the main thing is knowledge. We just need to know. Because the Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Once you, get, once you obtain the knowledge of God's word, what you are really receiving, and if you receive it, what you are actually receiving is not just words, you are receiving the spirit. The word is spirit and life. And God is seeking those who, to worship him, those who worship him, to worship him in spirit, and in truth. So the word of God is spirit and life. So God wants us to have the revelation knowledge. Faith comes only through revelation knowledge. Once God opens your eyes, the struggle is gone. You don't have to, you are not even aware that you have faith. Because the knowledge is there. You just know and you act on it. There may still be fear inside of you when you're acting on it, but you, you will act on it because you know. And faith is born. So he wants God to give us that spirit of uh, revelation in him, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of our calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. One name, every name that is named. Cancer is the name, okay? His name is under the feet of Jesus. Amen. Not only in this age, not only in our present time, but in the age to come. Everything is under him. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Put everything under his feet. And then he is, according to God, he is the head of the church. 
the body that is his body, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And last week, we, uh, the, not last week, the week before, we talked about the need for revelation in the word. But today, I want to continue and go to the fact that we are called. We are called. That we may know the hope of his calling. If you're a Christian, God called you. Jesus was clear. You didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you. So you have been appointed. If you are appointed by a group of people to be the leader of whatever they're doing, you've been appointed. You're not appointed to sit there. You're appointed to do something. You did not choose me. Think about it. God said, I'm choosing you, but if he's choosing you and appointing you, he's appointing you to to get something done. What is it? Have you ever wondered about that? Why are you called? Why did Jesus choose you and appointed you, or the Bible says ordained you in some translation, another translation says he appointed you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you. So he has appointed us to represent him, and so he called us. So there is a hope to our calling. You have been called by God. When God calls you to do anything, he equips you. He'll provide for it. One of the things that, that I've talked to in my mind concerning our church from day one, with regards to finances. I, I see what's going on, but I know God called Angela and I to do this work. He'll meet the need. And God will meet the need for the church. That's the need of our church. God will meet the need. Uh, you can see and know what is going on, and the enemy will try to... No, but God appointed us to do this work. And somehow, some way, he's going to meet the need of his church. It was easier in early days for me to believe for the need of the church than anything else because I knew God, God's going to do it. Now, God, uh, Jesus in Luke chapter 22, verse 35, asked his disciples, he said, when I sent you out, they were appointed and they were sent out, right? He said, when I sent you out and I asked you not to take your money no money bag, not to take extra belt, no coat. He said, did you lack anything? Did you lack anything? They said, no. But Jesus was clear when he sent them out. He said, I don't want you taking any money bag. In other words, don't take a penny with you. You go, don't, no, nothing with you, just go. And it was a test. Just to prove to them. And it was later, notice we are dealing with Luke 22, when he sent them out, that was Luke chapter 9 and chapter 10. Now we are dealing with Luke chapter 22, right before Jesus was to go to the cross. But he wanted them to know, and he made, I'm sure they had forgotten, so many things had happened. But Jesus wanted them to know, when you were called and appointed, and you are sent out, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I'll meet your needs. So he asked them. 
right before he went to the cross. So they never forget. When I sent you out and I told you not to take anything, no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, just go. Did you lack anything? They said, no, no. We got all our needs met. Why was he asking that question? He was reminding them, this will continue to be. I'll take care of you. But it's the same word to us today. Jesus, after he's appointed us, gave us his own Holy Spirit. You are filled with his Spirit, and there is a purpose for that. So the Spirit... That's a sign upon your life that you have been called, just like he did with the disciples. But I want to tell you something that Jesus is doing today. So you know we are to do this for him because we have been appointed. We are his ambassadors. In, in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, it tells us this. Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost, those who come to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. I thought Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, right? How come? You can be finished, but he's still praying. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for those that have come to him. So prayer is very important. That's my point. Prayer is so important in my life and your life. You can't let that go. You can change things through prayer. You can determine your future through prayer. You have been called to this ministry and we are, he is there praying, but we are to represent him in prayer right here to change things through prayer. We have been called. There is a hope to our calling. Nothing can be done without prayer and sometimes fasting. Jesus said this kind will not, it will not budge except through Prayer and fasting. You can't change this situation unless you pray and fast. So we have been called into a ministry. If anything is going to happen to my life, if anything is going to happen to the Ark Fellowship, the people of God must pray. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You want heaven on earth? Pray about it. Until you pray over it, it will not happen. If it's happening, that's because somebody is praying. If your children are doing okay, that's because somebody is praying. Not because you're smart. Somebody is praying. We've got to pray. He ever lives to make intercession for us. That's how he's able to save them to the uttermost. That's how he's able to deliver them through, from every problem that comes into their life. That's us. Jesus is at his father's right hand, right next to the Father, and still praying. Because prayer is so important. We're trying to go, we're going into the next 
2016, and I'm believing God to do a great thing for the Ark Fellowship. But that will only come if we give ourselves to prayer to change our future. We have to pray. We can't just declare, well, it's going to be a year of change, and then sit back. Your confession is prayer. Amen. Your confession is prayer. You can pray the scriptures. Just like Daniel did. He took those scriptures and said, God, look, this is what you said. What if he had read it and said, how nice, and sat down and didn't pray? It would never happen. But God, before he does something, he appoints you to pray it into existence. And he has given us the Holy Spirit that's in us to help us to pray. Because the Spirit of God is the Spirit of intercession. That's why Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 tells us, Likewise, the spirits also help our weaknesses. Because we don't know what to pray for as we ought. So praying for what is important is really important. Until we pray exactly what God wants, we don't know what God's heart is or His will is. But until, so Jesus has filled us with His Spirit. So when we cannot tell what is really important, what the kingdom wants, His Spirit will pray through us according to the will of God. That's our calling. Because until you pray, nothing happens. It just doesn't happen. You know, Jesus was going to appoint the 12 disciples. He spent all night praying. That was the Son of God. Sinless man. Yet, the whole night, he was calling on God. These are the men, oh God, that will change the world. You need to show me the ones that you have chosen. How come he didn't know it? Being the Son of God. But as a man, he had to pray. All through the night. To choose the twelve the next day. We can't just sit there and expect it to happen. I can tell our church, you know, this coming year is going to be a year of change. And God's going to bring us into the Garden of Eden and all of that. But nobody's praying. It doesn't work that way. And those of us that are here tonight, let's set our hearts out. When we pray, and let me let you know this. Every time you pray, God answers. Jesus told us that. He says, he said, ask and it shall be given to you. Matthew 7, verse 7, 8. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek, you find. Knock, the door will be open. He says, for everyone who asks, receives. In other words, if you pray, you get the answer. But we are human beings. Human beings pray. That's why Jesus prayed. Being found as a man to change his world, he prayed. To change his generation, to cause them to believe in God, he prayed. Many times Jesus secluded, uh, took himself out of the, the crowd and to be alone to pray. And I see, you know, before I became a Christian, reading those scriptures, he is the son of God. Was he praying for what need? He had no need. He was praying for us so that we can believe. And you read John chapter 17. He was praying for us before he went to the cross. He says, God, I'm not praying for these alone, those that are hearing my voice right now. I'm praying for those that will believe through their words. That you will keep them as one. So if we don't pray, Jesus is giving us the example. That's what we need to do. We need to spend time praying. We need to develop that habit. 
We need to spend the time calling on God. Maybe write the things that you want down before God so that as God answers them, you begin to check them out. But we need to pray. We need to call upon God. We have been called. The hope of our calling. There is a great hope. But if we don't pray, it won't work. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Today we have many prayerless Christians. No wonder Satan is not bothering with you <laughs> because there's got to be a lot of fight. When, when you're really trying to seek God, the fight is really strong. That's when you begin to know that there is a devil in the world. I didn't realize there was Satan in the world until after I got saved. Man, it opened the door. Now my eyes were open. All kinds of trouble. So important. We have to pray. We have been called to represent him. He says, likewise, Romans chapter 8 Verse 26, 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So we are supposed to be praying. The problem is we have a weakness. It's not the problem. You see, according to the scripture, the problem is not praying. But for us, the problem is praying because we are not praying. We are supposed to be praying. The problem here, the weakness we have, is we don't know what to pray for as we ought. So the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that's why God sent him down to work, he is now in us making intercession through us so that the world can be transformed, so that your life can be transformed, so that your family life can be transformed. That's what the scripture says. Because he, the spirit, makes intercession for us according to the will of God. We have to pray. You know, it's a funny world today. Even among Pentecostals, you know, some people get, people, they call themselves Pentecostals. But when you talk about praying in the spirit, they get upset. They don't want to hear about that. Okay, that's your trouble. <laughs> I'll let you be. It's, 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 it's not the same to say, well, I pray in tongues, so I'm better than you are. No. This is survival, amen? <laughs> that's a survival. I don't. When I tell people this day, did you know that Mary prayed in tongues? Mary, the mother of Jesus, prayed in tongues? So if Mary prayed in tongues, who do you think you are? She waited 10 days to be able to pray in tongues. And you think you're so special, you can go to, you can deal with God without it. I just don't think I can put, if you put yourself in that class. Mary waited for 10 days with the brothers of Jesus in the upper room. They were part of that 120 people. I, I won't, if Mary had it and I have a chance to have what Mary had, I wouldn't. Mary got it, I have it. I want to have it. I just, it surprises me to see and I know who is behind it. He's the enemy, devil. He doesn't want us to have the best of God so that we cannot really, really, you know, get into God. So there's all kinds of lies. Uh, did God say Satan is put in the world? But how can you really touch the heart of God and do what God really called you to do according to this scripture if, you, if the Spirit of God is not growing through you? How that's going to be? Deep calls out to deep. It's so important. That's what God called us to do. To spend time praying. Now, I need to go to the next one. It says, The eyes of our understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of our calling, what is the riches of 
the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know, the other day I was watching television and uh, they said, well, uh, Mother Teresa has now been uh, made a saint. I said, what was she before? <laughs> what was she before? You wait, you wait for her to go to heaven first before you make her a saint? How can she know it? <laughs> She's gone. But that's the way humans do stuff. I don't understand it. Now she's, but the Teresa is a saint. She was already a saint while she was here. You don't have to die to be a saint. Paul was writing letters to the saints in Ephesus. They could read it. Why do you have to die to be a saint? But a lot of people follow that. Oh, did you know that? Mother Mary, uh, Teresa is now, she's now a saint. No, she was a better saint before she left here. She was right here with us. But according to the scriptures, God wants us to know the inheritance he has in you as a saint of his. So you are a saint called out by God, separated from the world. Just like Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I picked you out of the world. It's a separation. You belong to him. You are special. In the scheme of the things of heaven and, and the universe and what God is doing today, you as a Christian, you have been set apart. You are so special to God, I don't think we will ever know what it is until we depart from this place and, you know, there's nothing to hinder us. I'm really studying um, uh, uh, Ezekiel chapter 36 and I'm beginning to see things that I've never seen before read that scripture before. It is an incredible thing that God can fight with fury when he thinks you are being dishonored. I was shocked. When God, he says, I'm not fighting just for you. I'm fighting for my name because they are dishonoring you and they're bringing reproach to your life. So God fights. I saw that. And he's been I've been praying that my wife would tell you. I said, Angela, she talked to me. I really can't express myself. I guess I've imbibed uh, this thing so much. I love my wife, but uh, I have this thing. It's so deep inside me. A prophet is not without honor, save in his own home. So I don't ever talk to her much about what I'm thinking. She's <laughs> really strong. I guess she doesn't do the same thing to me as well. But we are in agreement uh, as to what God's doing, and I'm grateful to God for that. But it's like God will fight with so much fury when you are being dishonored. When, when they reproach you and they put you down and they say things about you, they are helping you, believe me. According to that scripture, they make God mad and he wants to reverse it. He's not going to stop. And God says, I'm going to take a note. I'm going to change this stuff. You're special to him. He called you to himself. And he says, not because of you. It's because of my name. That's what he's saying. There is a special inheritance for God in your life. You are his inheritance. Read that scripture there. And there is glory in his inheritance. He says, what is the riches 
of the glory of his inheritance in you as a saint. There is glory upon your life. You represent him. So when you speak a word in prayer or in, you're dealing with people, ministering to them, heaven is noticing. And God's eyes is fully there. When we go to Africa to minister, we don't have too much time to pray. Those of us that were there, it's hard because it's constant. We're constantly going. It's hard to even find time. But we know once we get there, after this short prayer, hardly we'll have time to come together. It's eat, you're going. But God is there. And no, it's not just for us to heal the people. Amen? Because it's His work. We speak in His name. We represent Him. So when we tell them, today God's going to do this to you, for you guys, and that's what He does. It's an amazing thing. He's called us to represent Him. We are His saints. We represent Him on His heart. In other words, we are His ambassadors. You know what ambassadors do? They speak for their country. Amen? You're speaking for heaven. And heaven will back whatever you're saying. It's not like the world. The president may disagree with the ambassador, but heaven doesn't do that. Because we have the word. Amen? You speak what the word says, you're representing heaven, and God confirms it. We have been called by God to represent him. And we represent him in authority. It's true. You read um, um, Luke 10, verse 19. Now, Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over what? All, how many? All the power of the enemy. And he says, Nothing shall by any means, they can try, they'll die trying. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Did he mean what he said? He did. He did. So we represent him. He's called us out to represent him. And we have his authority. We can speak in his name. The struggle, as we study the scriptures, you and I, constantly struggling and I pray the same thing. God, if there is anything, look, they, I want I want clear, I want to see clearly. So there is nothing holding me back. I can't do it on my own. He has to do it for me. I have to that's why we pray. You're calling out on him so that I can operate according to his word. Give me understanding in this area. Give me understanding in this other area so I can represent him well here on earth. In Luke 21 verse 36, Jesus said, Watch therefore and pray. How often? Always. Always. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy. You see how prayer comes into it? I don't have it. Uh, uh, there's no one that's perfect. You don't have what it takes. Let him who thinks he stands, 
Let him take heed. Because you'll fall. We're all vulnerable. <laughs> but he says, pray. How often? Always. Pray always. So that you may be counted worthy. So heaven is the one that's going to count you worthy. To escape all these things that will come to pass. All of these things are coming to pass. These things that are happening in the United States. Sometimes, you know, I sit back here and I'm watching television and seeing so many lives destroyed. In one thing, you know, you know what happened in California. You were here in Texas watching on television. Those people that were killed can't watch what you're seeing. They're gone. You think you're so special? That's why you were not there and not killed? No, you had nothing to do with that. That's God's protection. I had to thank God. God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's, it's a tough thing. You didn't position yourself. You didn't cause yourself to be born in America. That was the decision heaven made for you. The other time, Angela and I, you know, watching, she likes, we watch documentary with, you know, the atomic bomb coming down and everybody was gone. What if you were in that group? That's the way I think. This is God's mercy and God's grace upon my life. And I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful. God, thank you. I kids have kids. My kids are okay. By our power, no. Just by the grace of God and God's mercy upon my life. I've got to be grateful to Him. So that you may be counted worthy. Even though I'm having a spirit, I'm experiencing all these difficulties, there are some that have more difficult times than my, my troubles. I still, can, I still can be grateful. So that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that's coming to pass. And to stand before the Son of Man. You know, most of the time, when we read that scripture, we're thinking to stand before the Son of Man when we get to heaven. No, that's not what he's saying. It's to stand right here in authority. Stand right here before the Son of Man in authority. Right here. That's what he's talking about. Not when we get to heaven. He's saying these things will come to pass here. And then stand up in heaven. No, stand. Even though we have all these things happening, you are still standing here representing him. Because we have been called to be saints. We have inheritance in him. We can still be standing. No matter what's going on in the world, we represent him. But we can only do that and stand in authority, not be afraid, because we are praying his word. Amen? We are praying his word. You know, I was reading about um, John G. Lake. I read a lot about healing ministers. They intrigue me. But John G. Lake was in uh, South Africa where God has called him to do uh, ministry. And uh, there's a bubonic plague was killing everybody. Something that if you, the people, when they die, they foam in the mouth. And if that foam ever gets to your skin, it's over. You die just like the rest of them. And uh, Great Britain, they had uh, South Africa at that point, And so they were sending doctors to help. And uh, John G. Lake was a missionary uh, from here, United States. He was with uh, William Seymour, Azusa Street. They're all together. F.F. Boswell. It's funny, all of these people in that group 
They're all together. And now I'm beginning to realize they work together. Uh, Gordon Lindsay, calling a lot of crazy. They all work together. But John G. Lake was there, and in his compassion, as they died, he would pick them up and he would dig, and he was burying them. And he was, you know, the foam was all over him. And when the doctors came there, they were horrified that this missionary from America, who had no good sense, they thought he was busy just flowing with all this stuff. They said, hey, stop. You're going to die. He said, no, God sent me. I'm standing. Take that foam from the guy that's dead. Put it, put it on my hand. And they took the foam and they said, take now, go and check with you. Because they can see the bugs in the microscope. Say, go and put it under your microscope and check. Check. They'll all be dead. Guess what? They checked it. All the bugs were dead. They said, you can go do whatever. Bury them. We won't come near you, but you can go do that. Amen. We can stand when others are going down. Because of the word of God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My struggle is, God, please help me to believe. So you read and you search because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more I know, the more I can trust God. The more I see God using people just like me. Oral Roberts, all of those people, they're all in the same group. But they are just men. You know, I may not share this tonight. I was yesterday, I don't know if you know the name William Braham. Yeah, that generation, they had a lot of healing people that God used a lot of them greatly. But they said, one mistake they made, they were put up way up in the pedestal. Nobody could touch them. And they didn't pass on what God gave them to the next generation. Except Catherine Coleman being here, just one person. But we don't want that. Amen? What they did, we can do. Amen? We can do because we are all saints. We can pray and be able to stand. Stand up with me tonight. I say, hopefully, I say I have some stuff more. I want to talk about this. Then I will do it next week. Um, but you have resurrection power available to you daily. Daily. It's always there. God cannot lie. I have to tell myself that. We all struggle. Many sometimes I pray and I'm telling God, God, I believe. Please help my own belief. If you think, Pastor, don't struggle with that. You're kidding yourself. <laughs> I struggle too, just like everybody else. But I tell him, I like this scripture. I believe. Please help me. I'm going to go try it now. Please don't let me fall flat on my face. Okay? That's the way it works. We have to do these things. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to our God tonight. And thank God for the power of his word that is available to us. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that's risen up against us whether it's coming from the doctor's mouth, we reject. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Even if it comes in through the mailbox, even if they tell us no and say you'll never make it, no, those are the voices of men. We will stay with the voice of God 
we will stay with the scriptures and refuse to allow. No matter what you're seeing with your natural eyes, no matter what's happening in your, heart, your life or your family right now, overlook them because God has spoken. Let God be true and every man a liar. Even your own body a lie. What you're seeing in your house a lie. Refuse to accept that. Stay with the word of God. Remember that God says he will take care of you. He'll take care of your children. He'll take care of your finances. You don't have to worry about lack. Just give back to God and God will give back to you. He's given us all these formulas. So to do, things to do with the word of God, we use the word formula. I hate the word formula because it's like something you have to do. We don't walk with God according to formula. We walk with him according to his principles and his word that he'll never, he'll never overlook. Father, we thank you today. Thank you because through you, through your spirit, we can stand strong. You can hold us up strong, forever strong, because your spirit is in us. We have no reason to be afraid of anything, because you are taking good care of us. You said you will be with us forever. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's what you told us. And we believe those words, oh God. We are not forsaken. We are not forsaken. We are not forgotten. You are with us, oh God. Thank you. And with our families and with our church and with the ministry that you've given to us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God